0: You would think, with all the public policy debates that are taking place right now, that you know the Republican Party would uh, be engaged in a significant de- debate about uh, how are we going to deal with the economy and what are we going to do about climate change
1: and what are we going to do about... Lo and behold, the, the single most uh, important issue to them apparently right now is critical race theory. Yeah. Who knew? Oh. That they- <laughs> That was the threat to our republic. Well, yeah, like it's not a threat to our republic, President Obama.
2: Well, I don't know why I came
1: here tonight. Too sarcastic? I got the feeling something right. Nope. <laughs> I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how i get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Here I am. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, also in California in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN and Eureka's KGOE, up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO and Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, Rochester, New York's WRFC. Down in New Orleans on WHIV, out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ. Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ in Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950 KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day for your listening convenience on the internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Verdant Square Radio, and Detour Talk, amongst others, Blanketing Planet Earth, five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us for another thrilling edition of the Bradcast, another scary edition. I should, right here at the top of the show, I should warn... Uh, If you are listening to today's show with children, you may wish to ask them to leave the room. Or if you are driving with children, you may wish to pull over and leave them on the side of the road. (laughs) Because, well, because a a little bit later today, fair warning, we are going to be discussing critical race theory. Yes, yes, I know, I know. Very scary. Uh, and and while we'll be talking about the uh, uh, you know the the latest Fox News and Republican Party outrage that will teach your kids to hate the white devil and maybe even. Uh, hate themselves and you, if you are white. The real reason that I'm willing to waste any time on this topic at all today is frankly due to the terrible job that the non-wingnut, non-Fox News corporate press is doing in covering Fox's latest culture war. And their grievance outrage, which is now resulting in actual fights at school board meetings and actual laws being passed in state legislatures. Uh, so uh, if you're confused by all of this, uh, you know, join the club. If only the mainstream media, as, as long as they are, are covering it, is, if they were doing a better job of it. You might not be so confused and have to leave your children out by the side of the road. Either way, (laughs) longtime media critic Eric Bullard of Press Run will be here shortly to unconfuse us all. I hope, maybe. Uh, Either way, prepared to be outraged because, as you know, that's the only way to uh, to turn out voters, I guess, in American elections. Or so we are told. Uh, but first up, just before airtime, uh, I should say just after airtime on our previous broadcast, uh, in which we were covering the pretty horrific rise of the Delta variant of the COVID virus. where uh, We're seeing these huge spikes in infections and hospitalizations and deaths in pockets of America where the vaccination rate is really low. Uh, which also coincidentally turns out to be pockets of the country with the highest support for Donald Trump last year. Uh, With almost all of those infections and hospitalizations and deaths affecting non-vaccinated folks, just after covering that story on a previous broadcast with uh, discussing surge states like Missouri and Mississippi and Tennessee, this broke right here. In Los Angeles, uh, L.A. County will again require masks to be worn indoors in the nation's largest county, even by those vaccinated against the coronavirus. While the University of California system also said on Thursday that students, faculty and staff must be inoculated against the disease to return to campuses this fall. Tyranny. Mm <laughs> hmm. The announcements come amid a sharp increase in virus cases, many of them highly transmittable Delta variant that has proliferated since California fully reopened its economy on June 15 and did away with capacity limits and social distancing. The vast majority of new cases, as in the rest of the country, are among unvaccinated people here in California and specifically in L.A. County, the public health order goes into effect just before midnight on Saturday. Dr. Muntu Davis, the public health officer for L.A. County's 10 million people, said during a virtual news conference, quote, this is an all-hands-on-deck moment. He did not fully detail what would be some of the exceptions to the mask rule, but he did say, for example, that people could still take off their masks while eating and drinking at restaurants, which is very helpful. (laughs)
2: Well, yes, kind of.
1: L.A. County uh, had has been recording more than 1,000 new cases each day for the past week, and there is now substantial community transmission, said Davis. On Thursday, there were more than 1,500 new cases. Hospitalizations have topped 400. And mind you, L.A. and California overall have one of the lowest rates for infections and hospitalizations and deaths in the nation. And yet our health officials here are still very concerned about the rise that they are now seeing, which, frankly, I'm grateful for. I mean, Tyranny! Tyranny! (laughs) (laughs) It's tyranny.
2: I'm a big fan, personally, of prevention.
1: Big fan of tyranny. (laughs) Uh, The next level, said Davis, is high transmission. He said that's not a place where we want to be. But hospitalizations in California are now above 1,700. That's the highest level since April. More mm. than 3,600 cases were reported on Thursday alone. That's the most uh, for, for one day since late February. Nonetheless, it's a far cry from the winter peak, where we saw an average of more than 40,000 per day. Uh, that in a state with some 40 million people. The uh, drastic increase in cases is concerning, as is the number of people choosing not to get vaccinated, said Sacramento County Public Health Officer Olivia Kassir. The L.A. County decision came within hours of the University of California's announcement that students, faculty and staff must be vaccinated for the upcoming semester. The president of the uh, UC system said in a letter to the uh, system's 10 chancellors around the state that unvaccinated students without approved approved exemptions will be barred from in-person classes, events, and campus facilities, including housing. Uh, Michael Drake, the UC president, wrote that vaccination is by far the most effective way to prevent severe disease and death after exposure to the virus and to reduce spread of the disease to those who are not able Or not yet eligible to receive the vaccine. He said the decision came after consulting with the infectious disease experts at the uh, University of California system and after reviewing evidence from studies on the dangers of COVID 19 and emerging variants like the Delta strain. In San Francisco, Mayor London Breed said Thursday that every person hospitalized with COVID 19 at San Francisco General Hospital is unvaccinated and added most are African-American, noting that black and Latino people are getting shots at a lower rate than others in the state. San Francisco has one of the highest overall vaccination rates in the nation. In, in the nation's most populate, uh, populous state, at least 83% of residents 12 and older in San Francisco have uh, at least one dose Yet there are still concerns growing. Vaccines decrease the severity of the, the, severity of the illness but, uh, and reduce hospitalizations and decrease the risk of death. Uh, but clinical trials showed that a single dose of the J&J vaccine was 72% effective against uh, moderate to severe COVID-19 in the U.S. That compared with 95% For the two-shot Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, and yet health officials are still concerned. A Food and Drug Administration analysis cautioned it's not clear how well the vaccines work against each new variant. Still, for now, anyway, so-called breakthrough cases among the fully vaccinated remain unusual. Between January 1 and June 30, California identified just over 8,500 such cases, that out of more than 20 million who have received the vaccine. But here in California, and in L.A. County specifically today, uh, it sounds like we're going with the better safe than sorry idea again for now. And while I know it's a pain, uh, frankly, it's much less of a pain than in ending up in a hospital on a ventilator and possibly dead. So frankly, I'm OK with it.
2: Yeah, and I'm OK with it, too, because, again, you know, to me, I've, there's this huge risk that if you don't get vaccinated, that might not harm you, but you can still spread it to other people and they can spread it to people in their families and their co-workers. So you can be a vector for spreading it to more people, other people who can't, who are unable to get vaccinated. Please just, you know, get vaccinated.
1: Of course, that's just because you're uh, in favor of tyranny, Desiree. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, another story that broke just before airtime. I keep saying that just after airtime. Uh, Horrific flooding, horrific flooding in Germany. And elsewhere in Europe, uh, rescue workers scrambling on Friday to reach remote villages in Germany that had been hit by some of the most severe flooding Europe has experienced in decades. Uh, The scenes of devastation from the floods came from all around Western Europe, where the death toll has passed one hundred and twenty five as of airtime today with. Hundreds still reported missing, thousands homeless and without power, roads buckling, washed away, cars piled on top of one another, houses inundated, residents being evacuated in the shovels of earth movers. Uh, But the worst of the flooding was in Germany, where hundreds are still unaccounted for as of Friday, and the death toll had reached in Germany alone, 106. That was expected to rise as rescue workers comb through debris. What happened here, Desi Doyan? And I didn't know anything about this in advance. Why was not action taken in advance of this horrific tragedy?
2: Well, this is a huge huge storm. It drum- dumped as much as a month's worth of rain in just a few hours, overwhelming flood control systems everywhere. Um, the storm was really slow moving. It extended from northern France across Germany and Belgium to the Netherlands and even Switzerland. Um, and as you noted that the uh, the worst hit areas were thinly populated rural areas. And the rescue and the high number of missing is because rescue workers are having difficulty getting to those places because electricity and communications networks are down. Uh, Roads and bridges have been washed out and destroyed. Um, It's also a problem because clean drinking water is very scarce right now. And the river rose very fast in one of these towns in Rhinebeck. They said that they had Mm. two minutes from the time that they recognized that the water was rising till the time that it was waist high and they had to escape through a window Mm. in order to get out in time. So um, BBC reports that scientists uh, in uh, Germany are condemning politicians for failing to protect their citizens from these extreme weather events, such as floods in Northern Europe and the U.S. Heat Dome, which they are linking these extreme weather events together. Hannah Cloak, professor of hydrology at the University of Reading, said the deaths and destruction across Europe as a result of flooding is a tragedy that should have been avoided. Forecasters issued er alerts early in the week, yet the warnings were not taken seriously enough and preparations were inadequate. Now, uh, she also... um, Officials also said that um, after the initial bouts of rain that some residents actually returned to their homes to check on their stuff and then they had to be rescued. As Mm. well. Um, And also a Germany German emergency management officials also said that there have been issues that this has exposed issues with lack of coordination among different agencies at the federal, state or provincial and local level that uh, that could have been avoided. That could have helped make sure that residents got all of the information that they needed to know that this was going to be an exceptionally bad rainfall event and cause all of this flooding i mean sinkholes opened up there's one photo one image of of a what was a field uh, an agricultural field next to a tiny town and a sinkhole opened up on half of that field that swallowed entire houses
1: this uh, i I mean the the images have just been horrific and it's over such it seems like over such a, a broad area that it's kind of stunning. I know there were warnings about it a few days ago. I don't understand why it was so ignored as it was.
2: Well, it, it seems to be that people didn't really grasp the intensity of what was about to hit, and I think we see this over and over again around the world, here in the United States as well. People are like, "Oh, okay, it's a bad rainstorm. Got it." Uh, we've, but this is beyond what people have experienced. This is outside of living memory. Of you know, this I think was the worst rainfall in you know decades. decades. Yeah. So people didn't understand what was coming, and it's. It, I think now, I think now they do.
1: I note the irony that on our uh, our, our previous Green News Report, uh, we had this big announcement. Very cool, a big announcement in the EU. Yep, about the uh, the green. Well, the Green Deal, not the Green New Deal or That's, whatever. Yeah, but they the, call
2: it the Green. The Green
1: Deal, green Deal uh, which is a sort of a sweeping uh, climate change, a clean energy program to meet the. Uh, Paris Climate Accord uh, uh, promises and so forth, or at least to try to. Yep. That seems like very good news. Uh, kind of ironic, I guess, that it comes on the day. Uh, it, it, this, uh, Do we know yet? Is this related to climate change?
2: Yes, I believe it this is. Downpour. And I, I think this downpour, these floods will help to focus the minds of folks in Europe in order to help them accelerate the work that they're already trying to Boy, do. Boy, if you
1: wanted to pitch that uh, Green Deal... This is a pretty good way to get people to pay attention to it, I guess. very
2: sadly. So so basically, um, the climate change angle on this is that, you know, a lot of studies have already found that extreme rainfall events are occurring more frequently. And uh, there's a very simple reason for that. It's because a warmer atmosphere can hold more moisture. And that helps create more extreme rainfall. But there's also... Another aspect of what might also be at work here, this is an emerging area of climate science. We have talked about it quite a bit. Uh, Dr. Michael Mann of Penn State University uh, is a proponent of this theory, but we also have to make clear that, you know, this is still under active study right now, and it has to do with the melting of Arctic sea ice. Um, Arctic sea ice altering the jet stream that drives weather systems across the northern hemisphere that causes them to stall in place over a region, uh, meaning that they can dump even more rain than they would normally. When they used to move on, they don't anymore. They just hang out there. Mm. Um,
1: We saw that, for example, Hurricane Harvey down in Houston that hung over Houston for days. uh, Exactly. Yeah, dumped, yeah.
2: So this is how it works. The Arctic sea ice is being melted from below by the warming ocean and from above by the warming atmosphere. The sea ice used to reflect the sun's energy, but when it's not there, it's just dark water. Dark water absorbs more of the sun's energy, which causes the ocean to warm up even more, melting the ice even more, which is a self-reinforcing feedback loop. And then second, it warms the air above the water. So the theory is that the warming air in the Arctic slows down the jet stream, which causes it to meander and then before uh, before it would move on quickly and drive mm-hmm. weather systems but now these extreme weather systems stall in place a lot more often than they, u- than they used to and meteorologists, you'll hear them refer to blocking patterns. That's what this is. It causes these torrential rainstorms to park, it causes the extreme heat dome that we had in the Pacific Northwest, deadly heat wave just to a few weeks ago. To stay in
1: place for a long time instead of moving on like it used to.
2: Yeah and that pummels the yeah. region it intensifies yeah. the effects of what those systems are doing. So, so you know, right now, we this is our world yeah. on one degree Celsius of uh-huh. man-made global warming above yeah. pre-industrial levels. Yeah. If we don't move swiftly to cut our emissions, we are currently on track for three degrees Celsius warming above pre-industrial levels. You know, the scary, levels, so. uh, the
1: scary segment was supposed to be the one coming up, <laughs> uh, but you're doing a good job here. And, and by the way, all of this is going on uh, as out west here we are in the middle of a mega drought yep. uh, with wildfires in like a dozen different states, record fires in 12 different Western states. And we're looking at our fourth heat wave of the summer, which is supposed to be coming up uh, now uh, this weekend. And so yeah. with with all of that in mind, and I only have a minute or so before I got to get to a break here, Des. Yep. But, um, I, and I'm, so I'm kind of concerned about even asking about this. I have seen <laughs> all of these stories that a moon wobble is now suddenly going to uh, cause problems in the next few years when it comes to flooding, as if we need more help yes. w- with this? Yes. So NASA What's that NASA about? studied
2: a published a study last yeah. month in the journal Nature Climate Change that says, quote, in the mid-2030s, Every U.S. coast will experience rapidly increasing high tide floods when a lunar cycle will amplify rising sea levels caused by climate change. So what's at work here is, you know, the, the Earth's oceans are controlled by the moon's gravitational pull. That's what gives us high tide and low tide. Also
1: tyranny, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
2: and, you know, coastal areas like Miami yeah. are already seeing yeah. uh, sunny day flooding yeah. when there's no storm, but the high tide is just high enough now that it floods right. three routinely. So what NASA has done is, you know, there's this natural Celestial cycle for the moon in its elliptical orbit around the earth, it has an angle. That angle has an 18.6 year cycle. The first half of the cycle suppresses tides. It means the high tides aren't as high, the low tides mm-hmm. aren't as low. The second half of the 18 year cycle oh, boy. accelerates, amplifies. And
1: that's what we're heading into. That's Is what that? we're heading
2: into. Well, actually, we're in it right now, but yeah. sea levels haven't risen enough. But on our current sea level rise projections, when we get to the next time that we get to oh. the The amplification cycle in the mid-2030s, that is going to cause a major increase in coastal flooding all around the world. And so, for example, NASA says, okay, St. Petersburg, Florida gets uh, six to seven high tide flooding events a year. It's going to increase that tenfold, which means... 70 high tide flood events a year 70? that works out to be about once a week this will have impacts for infrastructure flooding sewage and water systems so this gives some time for coastal planners to start to take action we'll see if they do yeah it gives them
1: time to start ignoring it now (laughs) because that's kind of what they do isn't it yep okay well thank you for uh, scaring us you're welcome Uh, we will uh, continue to frighten you I suspect because we're going to take a quick break here we'll be back to talk about Critical race theory and how and how Fox News is working hand in hand with Republicans in in hopes of, of scaring the hell out of you to vote against uh, Democrats next year somehow. Uh, and and then Eric Bullard will join us to explain how the mainstream media that is not Fox News uh, appears to be helping them as they do that's all ahead on the bradcast i'm brad friedman Is that what Fox says? <laughs> yep. Welcome back to the broadcast, Brad, Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. Uh, as Eric Kleefeld over at Media Matters for America reported last month on what the Fox News actually says, Fox News has been openly pushing an effort geared toward the 2022 midterm elections to elevate the specter of so-called critical race theory. A broad decades old academic discipline that seeks to explore how the history of racism in America still has an effect on modern life and society and to present it as a grave threat to the nation. Now, the network, which should be uh, clear to just about everyone by now, is not actually a news network, despite the word news deceivingly included in its name. The network has gone one step further and has actually published materials that seek to recruit people for local school board campaigns. In an article on the Fox website last month, Kleefeld cites, uh, that is headlined conservative think tank creates a to Z guide for stopping critical race theory in schools. The Fox website promoted the political organization Citizens for Renewing America, headed up by some guy named Russ Vaught, who served as director of the Office of Management and Budget in the Trump administration. Just a coincidence. I know. The story contains a byline of Fox News reporter Matt Leach, part of the network's purported straight news division. Its opening paragraphs, however, were more a direct call to action rather than straight news coverage. Leach writes, Parents across the country are standing up and speaking out against critical race theory in schools from Loudoun County, Virginia to Carmel, New York. School board meetings have become must-see TV, but what happens when the cameras turn off? How can parents turn their outrage into meaningful change? We are asking people to go into the arena in a situation where they are going to be called a racist, said Russ Vaught, president of the Center for Renewing America. They're not. They've got the moral high ground, but no one wants to be called that. The article carried embedded copies of two different PDF files from Vaught's organization. One, a 33-page political guide that lays out both grievances against the supposed teaching of critical race theory and general methods for organizing a local political campaign. The other is an eight-page document with a model proposal for school boards to adopt to prohibit, to bar, to censor, some might say to cancel, the teaching of critical race theory in your own local schools. The pamphlet's model policy helpfully explains, quote, "...the purpose of this policy or resolution is to prohibit the teaching and promotion of critical race theory, divisive concepts, and other forms of government-sanctioned or facilitated racism in our school district." Critical race theory is government-sanctioned racism in the classroom, according to this movement. Vaught appeared uh, recently on Fox & Friends to promote his campaign and, of course, to rile up Fox and Friends's easily riled up Brian Kilmeade. I I don't really think I've seen something spur up with so much passion out of the grassroots like this has come come up. I I can't go through a day without reading two or three separate stories from around the country about people wanting to take action that never did before. Of course, uh, the reason Kilmeade can't go through a day without uh, seeing stories about the dreaded menace of critical race theory is because he works at Fox News, which has mobilized those very same efforts. Indeed, network figures have acknowledged that hardly anyone was even talking about this subject, uh, that is, until Fox itself kicked it up into its latest completely invented social grievance culture war battle, perhaps after outrage over Mr. Potato Head and Dr. Seuss did not have quite the outrage legs that they had been hoping for. But phony race baiting, well, that'll usually do the trick. Indeed, as a separate Media Matters study released last month and updated this week reveals, Fox has an obsession with critical race theory. Coincidentally, they have essentially uh, pulled out of nowhere uh, this theory, this obsession, this outrage Coincidentally, right after the inauguration of Joe Biden, it is the latest boogeyman that they can use to scare people into thinking that America's children are being indoctrinated by woke leftist teachers. And while that is not even remotely the case, as Media Matters reports, this idea is exploding on Fox News and in Republican-run state legislatures, leading to legislative bans in many states and skyrocketing mentions of critical race theory On the phony news network, one year ago, the study finds in June of 2020, there were virtually zero utterances of this phrase, critical race theory. Again, a decades old academic concept. You couldn't hear it on the cable station. But by February of this year, the campaign began to take off all of a sudden. In February of this year, with about 30 mentions that month, increasing exponentially pretty much every month since then, with 537 mentions on air by May of this year and uh, a number that almost doubled last month to more than 900 mentions on air as the outrage feedback loop does its work since February. Month over month, mentions of the theory have more than doubled each and every month on Fox News as the network has begun to spin an illusion of what it is and where it's being taught. In reality, critical race theory is not generally taught uh, in kindergarten through 12th grade. As usual on the outrage outlet, however, the pushback against the ginned-up controversy has now become even worse than what they had worked themselves up over in the first place. For example, those political pamphlets that Kleefeld mentioned being distributed by Fox's supposedly straight news website on how to run your local school board and adopt new policies to ban the teaching of critical race theory in kindergarten, well... Beyond a conspiracy theory about the overthrow of America's constitutional system, as the pamphlets argue, Kleefeld finds that the document also invokes some other very alarming language about, quote, replacing people. CRT, critical race theory, proponents do not care how they win as long as they win. The pamphlet says they are not trying to win an academic debate they are attempting to socially replace you read that line again the pamphlet says uh, before adding in bold text they are not trying to win an academic debate they are trying to socially replace you This language echoes, of course, the racist great replacement conspiracy theory, positing that white people are being systemically replaced by people of color through mass immigration at the behest of shadowy elites, often referred to as Jews. Back in August 2017, you'll recall the infamous white nationalist march in Charlottesville, Virginia, where participants flashed Nazi salutes and chanted the slogan, you will not replace us, or to some ears, Jews will not replace us. So, yeah. I have not discussed this issue on this show because in truth, it's another phony, completely made up controversy meant to do little more than outrage right wing Fox viewers into voting Democrats out of office next year because they are so outraged and are so terrified that whichever minority group you hate and or fear the most is coming for you and your children and your livelihood and your country. I don't tend to play along with those schemes uh, by answering it with my own outrage on this show, which does little more than provide airtime for the ginned-up non Unfortunately, I can't say the same about the rest of the media, particularly the theoretically non-right-wing corporate media, which, as longtime media critic Eric Bullert highlights in his latest press-run newsletter this week, has been a, quote, Complete failure in its coverage of this latest pretend controversy. Eric Bullard, and that complete failure are next on the broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Hey, this is Brad. Please consider supporting whichever progressive media outlet is serving you. Most, just like us, do not receive corporate or political support. We all need your support to counter the powerful corporate media echo chamber. From Desi Doyen and myself, thank you. Our
0: freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the power. Fight the power. Oh. Fight the power. Oh, no. Fight the
1: power. Oh, no. Oh, no. Welcome back to the broadcast, Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. Scary. Did you know the entire, quote, country is now, quote, panicked about critical race theory? Progressive media critic Eric Bollert asks in his uh, latest column this week. That absurd claim, he reports, was laundered in a New York Times headline this week. As the newspaper tried to unpack the current manufactured outrage being fueled by conservatives. Hey, Eric, they're not conservatives. They're Republican operatives. But I digress. Uh, By conservatives in their never ending bid to wage culture wars, writes Eric in his press run newsletter. The ginned up moral crisis, he argues, continues to rage because news outlets like the Times, are doing a monumentally awful job framing the story and making nonsense claims like the country is panicked about an obscure, insightful academic pursuit usually only taught in colleges and graduate schools. Spoiler, he writes, most of the country has no idea what critical race theory is, let alone are panicked by it. Joining us now to discuss this unbelievably unsurprising media feedback failure loop is our friend, longtime news media analyst and critic, Eric Bullert. Oh, Eric, welcome back to the broadcast, amigo.
0: Hey, Brad. Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, You know, I got to tell you, I have had uh, for months, as we discussed off-air, absolutely no interest... In covering this latest phony Fox News outrage, we've seen this so many times. So I am sure glad that you have the stomach for uh, for keeping <laughs> up with it. Frankly, uh, well, yeah.
0: yeah, I was just going to say at some point, you know, it becomes a thing because. Um, uh, we, which we maybe didn't quite touch on the, in the intro. The mm-hmm. entire Republican Party isn't on this. Yeah. So this is this is how these phony outrages are, are, rages are created, and why the press pretends they there's nothing that they can do. They have to cover it. If you have the entire weight of the Republican Party, if you have the entire weight of a billion dollar right wing propaganda media uh, empire and infrastructure, mm-hmm. all talking about the same thing, the, the press is is defenseless, because if you, as you and I have talked about for years, mm-hmm. every news cycle on the Beltway starts with the same premise every single morning, what are Republicans angry about. And when they're this angry about something, uh, the press just plays along, and we'll talk about how mm-hmm. they, they botched this story. Uh, but so it's this one-two combo of uh, you know the entire Republican Party and, like I said, a billion-dollar uh, propaganda infrastructure. Uh, it creates a very powerful... Um, uh, rhetorical machine, uh, and the press kind of falls to its knees.
1: Well, you know, I, of course, have a bit of a luxury in that, you know, Brad blog and the Bradcast were tiny news outlets. We can pick and choose what we cover, and in this case, don't cover. The Times, of course, boasts of publishing all the news that's fit to print. Uh, Arguably, they do have to cover this stuff, in some fashion, right? I mean, after all we got millions of people talking about it whether they're being, you know, lied to about it, hoaxed, whatever. We got millions of Americans talking about it. They do have to cover it in some fashion, correct?
0: Yeah, I mean, and again, they're very good at this. And another part that I didn't mention at the beginning, you know, you got the media, you got the Republican Party, and and you've got you know, legislation, you know, you've got right. state houses across the country uh, taking official action whether it's signing executive orders or, or passing laws in places like Florida and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are shameless. They will use whatever grasps of power they, they, they can to, uh, to kind of fuel this outrage. Uh, and so, yes, uh, it, it is news that the governor of Florida wants to ban the teaching of a topic in public schools. Mm-hmm. What is also news and what's also get, uh, ignored is this topic is not taught in Florida schools. And I pointed out in my piece, you know, the Miami Herald did a relatively good piece, you know, um, examining, you know, this topic and and what DeSantis was going to do. But it wasn't until the 17th paragraph that they pointed out that superintendents across the state uh, say critical race theory is not taught in public schools. (laughs) That should be the second paragraph of every one of these stories. And there have been hundreds of these stories, either locally, nationally, television, Internet, in newspapers, uh, it's uh, we we've, we've all seen them. They're, they're all talking about uh, you know how Republicans have turned this into an issue. Most of the coverage doesn't even mention uh, that critical race theory is not taught in public schools. I mean, the Miami Herald gets uh-huh. credit for including it, even if they include it in the seventeenth paragraph. <laughs> New York Times this week a 1,500-word story about, you know, overview, critical race theory. And uh, that was the headline I referred to in my piece that uh-huh. you mentioned. Why is the country panicked about critical race theory? The country is not panicked. Trump voters and QAnon nut jobs are. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and most people don't know what critical race theory is. They can't describe it. And nobody's, you know, outside of that 30% bubble, people aren't panicked about it. So the real story, if the press was being honest, uh and transparent the real story is that this entire machinery has created this issue about, around a topic that must be banned this this kind of sorcery mm-hmm. that they they're depicting <laughs> critical race theory as and it's not taught in a single school in this country if i'm a reporter and i look at that i say oh I see the real story <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, you know, and, and this is just my, my last point, and, 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 and we can talk about other things, but, my God, we've all seen these phony outrages before, but, yeah. you know, Benghazi actually happened. Yes, there was a three-year phony outrage after it, but it was an event, and people were <laughs> killed. They didn't invent that out of thin air. This is the ultimate manufacturer controversy. It does not exist. And you and I are talking about it because the mainstream media has teamed up with the Republican Party to turn it into this churning story, and it's like the emperor has no clothes, and most journalists won't point and say, oh, none of this is taught in schools. What are we doing?
1: No, it's like the emperor has no clothes, and yet they cover the emperor's clothes in the style section. I mean, they're covering this invisible controversy. Now, there is a way to cover it, which is one of the reasons I wanted to uh, uh, cite uh, Kleefeld's piece there at Media Matters, because I think he did something very important. He showed how... In fact, this is being used uh, not just to gin up outrage, but how it's being, you know, turned into a, uh, you know, a political masterclass for the Republicans. Here's what you do. Here's the materials you need. Here's how you should show up at your local school board and run for office and help them put in this prohibition on this thing that they never uh, teach anyway. And to make things worse, let's just uh, broaden it out a little bit that this is not just about actual critical race theory this is about you know this decades old uh replacement great replacement theory and right. white rage that's a worthy story i think worth covering uh and i think Kleefeld did a great uh a service by citing that yeah but what they have done uh otherwise is basically take you, you mentioned eric that Most people don't even know what critical race theory is. Even the people who pretend to know what it is after hearing about it on Fox, they don't know what it is either. Basically, they think that it's about the schools teaching children that white people are bad and all racist. That's how I hear them explaining what's going on. We could use some good media actually covering this, this issue, no?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It would be helpful. But we're just not seeing it because the the Beltway press is so brainwashed and and so obedient uh, to cover um, any outrage that the Republicans and the right wing comes up with. And even if it doesn't exist, even if there's no attachment to reality like this. Mm-hmm. Look, and I know, you, you, know, you, you kept mentioning people don't know what it is. I had to Google it. I had no idea. You <laughs> know, I, was, I was on the Black News Channel last night with Charles Blow. He said, I had to Google it two months ago. I'd never heard of it. <laughs> I mean, this is not a thing. Nobody knows this, unless you went to law school or, or studied in some seminar. But it actually helps them. It actually helps the right wing, and it you helps Fox, because this thing arrives as a blank slate. Uh, right. It's a clean canvas. Uh, Nobody knows what it is. Okay. We're going to tur- turn it into witchcraft. We are going to mention it 1,900 times in three months. We are going to, uh, it, you know, and just it, uh, increase the panic and hysteria uh, to the point where, you know, you look across the country, you see these school board meetings. There are people getting arrested outside. There are people, <laughs> there are people being dragged down this, you know, the aisles as the stunned School boards look on in shock at what is happening to their once sleepy meetings. So it's it's a cult of personality. It becomes, and I also mentioned this last night on TV, which I think is really important. Once you start, you know, what what is this this about? Oh, we have to save our kids, right? They're gonna they're gonna, they're going to indoctrinate our kids. They're going to tell our kids to hate uh, hate themselves. Whatever happens, and there's been books written about this. When you get into the realm of saving children, Mm -hmm. it takes on a religious fervor. QAnon is based on saving children, Pizzagate, pedophiles. It taps into something, I think it taps into something among white evangelicals, and it is just off to the races. Mm. So I think that is another element that hasn't really been addressed or discussed. But these parents, when they become this brainwashed, and they convince themselves, they're doing it for their kids. Yeah. Katie bar the door. I yeah. mean, watch out because yeah. it just goes into another level of uh, lunacy. But again, it's also a blank cav- canvas. They could paint whatever they want, and boy, did they.
1: Uh, now, since the corporate media, which is, you know, why I'm even bothering to pick this up because I just. You know, uh, we, we've seen this over and over again from Fox. We know this is what they're going to do from the right, yes. from the Republicans. We know that. But yet, it seems like the corporate media, they keep falling for it over and over again, Eric. At what point yep. does it go from failure to outright malpractice to even malfeasance by the mainstream media? Or is that overstating what's going on here?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you can't fall for this over and over and and. and... pretend it's a mistake. Look, they they feed off this stuff. Mm. Uh, The the mainstream media, just like Fox News, is really scratching around for controversy in the Biden era. I mean, they (laughs) just had manna from heaven for four years. There wasn't a reporter in the Beltway for four years who spent 10 minutes trying to figure out what they were going to write next, because Mm. that stuff was just raining down on them, thanks to the madmen in the White House. Mm -hmm. There are lots of people who go to work uh, sit at their desk and say, What exactly am I going to write about today? So they want it to they want the content uh and you know it plays into Dems and disarray, it plays into cultural wars, you know anything with that headline the press loves, even though you know ninety percent of it is, is so phony, so yeah, I don't understand, and again, let's go back to the very simple premise this you, you know it cannot be overstated. there is an hysterical smear campaign. Uh, focusing on education in this country, uh, state legislators, governors, senators are getting involved mm-hmm. in terms of banning a topic that is not taught in in the u s schools, and no one is proposing it be <laughs> taught. This is not some preemptive oh my gosh, they 're going to all start in the fall. No one is talking about teaching this. it does not exist how if you're a jur- this is such a fundamental failure of journalism, how do you look at that? and write story after story about Republican governors banning the teaching of critical race theory and not include the fact it's not taught. I mean, my God, I, I don't... Yeah. Uh, that's what, that's another reason I've written about this twice. I mean, it, the, the, fund of, the failure of journalism does seem to be extraordinary. Again, I go back to Benghazi. Yes, they got led around by the nose, but there were actual hearings. There were dead people. There were quotes. I get that. This is just complete...
1: Uh, concoction. You know, the other thing here is the irony that this takes place. And I'm wondering if you're seeing them connect the dots in that you've got a Republican Party complaining about cancel culture, uh, complaining that their freedom of speech is being taken away. And here they are actually canceling, uh, you know, an issue in schools that Uh, Isn't actually taught, but they're canceling it. It seems to be the very opposite of freedom of speech. It is literally the opposite. I wonder how any of these bills that they're passing that this can't be taught, uh, how any of that actually stands up in court. um, but, you know, again, there are things to write about here. Have you are they connecting the dots of the irony on the very same day that they're outraged uh, that they're, you know, calling for a, a, a bill to end the teaching of critical race theory that, you know, at the same time, Donald Trump is filing a, a lawsuit against Twitter and Facebook for taking away his free speech?
0: Look, you know, if. if if it weren't for hypocrisy and projection there would be no conservative movement i mean <laughs> it it's it's literally what they live and breathe off of True. So of Rip. course it's yeah of course it's hypocritical and of course it's ironic that they rage against cancel culture and now they're trying to cancel an entire topic of 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 debate uh and it and it's just you know absolute projection and, and this is what they always do but to answer your second question no the press doesn't pick up on it no the press isn't you know, leaning into wow, this is really hypocritical, or or, or wow, uh, you know, this is kind of um, uh, this is kind of ironic that they're pushing cancel. No, they don't pick up on any mm. of it. The, they are the the press is always so imp- the the press is wildly impressed by Republican hardball. Mm. They always have been. They think it's so savvy. They're they're so amazed at their, how they're able to create these uh, outrages <laughs> without ever examining their their own role they play mm. in creating these outrages.
1: And they are being played because at the same time we see these uh, Eric Bollert, we see these endless softball profile pieces on Fox personalities like Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingraham, etc. Do we by the way, do we ever do you see any comparable coverage of media personalities at say msnbc or or even cnn
0: uh oh gosh no i mean my you know every new york times is you know the new york times is finally slowly coming around to the idea that fox news might be dangerous to the country they have written so many puff pieces about it. no of course not uh if you're a liberal journalist you can have your own tv show or whatever uh you're not going to get the fawning coverage yeah. in, in, in the New York Times. I mean, at one point, I think the New York Times ran five Megyn Kelly features in like 18 right. months. I yeah. mean, it was just
1: ridiculous. Yeah. And Tucker Carlson has been having his moment. Oh, yeah. Of p- p- oh, yeah, absolutely. Does, does it... Um, ultimately, uh, does this... You know, as all of this has been going on for the past five months, you said you had to look it up, or Charles Blow had to look it up to see what critical race there was. I think yeah. I remember hearing the phrase maybe some in more recent years, certainly never yeah. in school. But no. does, it, does it actually ultimately work against the right now because you know it's being condensed down to uh, when it's not being misrepresented down to well this is systemic racism that's been uh, going on in this country for hundreds of years it still affects us now and it's making people like you and Charles Blow and me actually look it up. Um, Yeah exactly. (laughs) I'm I'm wondering if uh, you know critical race theory is now going to be more popular than ever thanks to this (laughs) phony outrage from the right.
0: Well, let me tell you, if you offered a college seminar in the fall, I guarantee all over the country it would fill up, whereas a <laughs> yes. year ago you might have four students. Um, look, and, and this is an important point. I keep saying it's not taught in the schools. It's not taught in the schools. It would be perfectly fine if it was taught in the schools. <laughs> right. It would be absolutely, I, you know, this is a really important point because it has been so demonized. I don't want anyone to think, you know, I think it's a great thing it's not taught in schools. I think it should be. Right. It's, look, the l- larger picture you know there there was the you know there was the street protests in the last two years over police killings there was black lives matter there was a movement in this country, and Fox News hated it and they couldn 't they couldn 't really come up with a counterpoint. They saw the polling that lots of white Americans were sympathetic to Black Lives Matter, and so they finally came up here with a way to uh, form it uh, form a backlash, and they <laughs> decided to use critical race. Theory.
1: And you know, and where it's not critical race theory, where it's anything that has to do with slavery or yes, the exactly. civil rights movement, they anything. They don't want now. that conversation.
0: Happening, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Any of those conversations, those are all now critical race theory, and this is a up way to it. get them out of out of the school. Uh, finally, Eric Bullard. Does this stuff actually work? Will, will this, uh, you know, critical race theory, non actually move any voters one way or another by the time we get to next oh, year's that's, midterms? That's,
0: you know, that's a great question. That's the other thing. You know, I haven't seen one, one piece of evidence, you know, in all this press coverage. And, and, and some of the press coverage is very specific. Oh, this is an outrage. Oh, it's going to help Republicans. Oh, this is going to be a big deal in the midterm. Zero evidence. Obviously, I haven't seen any polling about critical race theory, and even if you poll it, it does—it's not going to do <laughs> any good because nobody knows what the heck it is. <laughs> you know, right. it's not like asking, "Do you think the tax rate should be eighteen or thirty percent?" Nobody knows what it is, so even if you formulate some poll question it's it's not going to do any good but outside of polling there's zero zero evidence that outside of you know the 30 percent trump loyal cr- loyalist crazies yeah that this is going to mean anything for any and quick point there's this gets completely lost the democratic party hasn't gone all in on critical race theory i haven't read I've, i i i'm not kidding i've read twenty five articles in the last three weeks on this i haven't read one democrat saying oh my god i' you know it's the most important thing i'm i'm I'm, I'm, I'm staking my politi-. they don't even care the democratic party doesn't even care and i don't i'm not even think i don't even think they should So that's another hole in all this coverage. It's
1: awful. They're busy trying to, you know, legislate and govern and stuff, which uh, I greatly appreciate. And uh, so I think we should expect another half dozen or so made-up outrages between now and next November until something does the trick, Eric. Uh, Really glad you're out there uh, covering it, however, that you have the stomach to read uh, (laughs) even one of these articles, much less 25 of them. Thank you. Bless you, sir. You can and should read Eric's work by signing up for his newsletter, Press Run, at pressrun.media. And as ever, you can follow him on the Twitters at Eric Bullard. Eric, my friend, always great speaking with you. I suspect we will be doing it again soon. All
0: right. Have a great have a great week.
1: Thank you, sir. Okay. The and by the way, Des Desi Doyen, as I was talking to Eric there, uh, this just comes in from the New York Times. Breaking news: Two men angered by President Biden's election plotted to blow up the state Democratic Party headquarters in Sacramento, California federal officials say. Wow. So, you know, if you keep just ticking people off, just coming up with stuff to make them outraged and the democrats are coming for you, everything, you're coming for your way of life.
2: Fearmonger, fearmonger, fearmonger. Yeah,
1: can't be surprised when that sort of stuff happens, I guess.
2: My goodness, no yep. kidding. Fox News brain poisoning. It's yep. uh it's an epidemic. Yep,
1: it uh, of course it is. It has been for for, for decades several now. Several decades and we've been warning about that for several decades. And yet apparently the message hasn't gotten through to The New York Times and The Washington Post because they're still treating Fox News as if it's, you know, just a real news station. They just happen to be more right than some of the other uh, stations. I mean,
2: yeah. And they're also treating the uh, Republican outrage machine as if it is some kind of legitimate news And it's not. It's just there to continually uh, make people as angry as possible. It's
1: politics. It's political. And, you know, they even I mentioned uh, in the previous segment how Fox News is actually putting out political pamphlets on what you need to do to run for your local school board and stop this outrage. Pass a, a resolution in your local school board to stop teaching critical race theory. Which they're not teaching in the first place. It's nutty. It's nutty. Yes, it is. <laughs> and,
2: and That's where we at, are.
1: That's where we are at the very least. All right, got to get out. Thank yeah. you very much to our producer, Desi Doyen. I hope everyone out there is okay after this conversation about <laughs> critical race theory that it hasn't frightened you too terribly much. Uh, anyway uh, thank you for listening thanks to our guest Eric Bollert and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us if you missed any portion of today's program you can download it anytime for free at bradblog.com all of which is made possible by those of you who are kind enough to stop by bradblog.com slash donate and help us stay on your public airwaves so that we can correct the crap coming from the corporate mainstream media when they get it wrong as they do. Uh, anything else? Oh yeah, drop me an email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com and on the Facebooks and the Twitters you will find me at thebradblog. That is it. Until we meet again, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.